Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Google Plus is a minus. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. people have changed that much in thousands of years and i think that they're still fundamentally driven by the same uh, internal needs the same desires and the same kind of hopes uh it's not relevant to talk about certain things with certain people especially my guy friends you know that i don't fill them in on every aspect of my life whereas i might with my girlfriends or my mom or whatever you know like in your head you assign everyone these roles once you like step back and get away from that, you realize, oh, these are the people that were actually there for me. Yeah, I definitely think that when you're a child, when you're younger, um, it's just more about showing up and being at a place and then seeing what happens. Like the idea of like um, in school, you just have recess and that's just a period of time for whatever you want to do, you can do. I know that there are people who are just driven by kind of internal confidence that lets them uh, see their path from here to there. I've never been that guy. I've always been part of a community, and I rely so heavily on the personal connections between me and the people who are close to me. It's, it's, uh, it's fuel. Create a social network or risk everything. That's the original pitch for Google+, a proposed social media network to rival, of course, the big one at the time, Facebook. Already sounds like a bad idea, right? The guy who came up with this catchphrase was the charismatic and very savvy Bic Gundotra, who eventually persuaded Larry Page to pull the trigger on a network, a social network, for Google. Page was a Google co-founder who returned as the CEO at the beginning of 2011 after decades of being behind the scenes. Gundotra made Page petrified that the company would fail if they didn't have some kind of social media network. And that is the perpetuating kind of sentiment around this where it's like google you got a lot you got a lot going for you it wasn't enough for google not enough nothing is enough are are we the number one most used site right after then facebook Mm -hmm. is after that yeah Yeah, but we need more more than number one yeah we're gonna be jealous of number two do you think coca-cola is jealous of pepsi I don't think so. No. Like, Google had so much, and yet, like, this was kind of a an obsession of, of theirs to create this their own Facebook that they could have. Of course, you know, again, Google was uh, 
an incredible place at that time, especially 2010, 2011, the leading search engine, and it became a huge player in smartphones thanks to Android. But it could never really figure out social. It started with Orkut, O-R-K-U-T, Orkut. Do you remember that? What is yeah. that? I never used it, but you you used to see it when you had an opportunity to share to different places like a YouTube video, oh. and Orkut was one of them. They're like, go to Orkut? How do you feel about your video being seen by nobody? Orkut? Great. So that was that launched days before Facebook in 2004 and was obviously quickly overtaken. It was Reader, a cult favorite RSS feed launched in 2005, killed 2013. Wave, which you mentioned earlier, some kind of like communication platform. I just use Google Wave as a joke. Like everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, who's on Google Wave? And I, uh-huh. it just was not. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they wanted to do like one of those. What's the chat things that you use at work sometimes? Gchat? No, the chat, it's like its own chat platform. Slack? Slack. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, but I don't know. I, I never used it. But then there's Buzz, a social network built on the back of Gmail. Google Buzz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which disappeared in 2010. I was into all of that. Oh, my God. Well, I, I bet looking, you were. I was always looking for a way to get my uh-huh. s- stuff seen. If there was less people cl- you know, uh, you know, crowding it, I thought that was a good opportunity. But um, Yeah. No. Everyone wants to get in on the ground up. But you have to get in on something good which these were not. Um, but Google Plus, again, best intentions launched in D- June 2011. You could post status updates, photos, group, different types of people in relationship circles. The circles. Oh, that, right? getting, in a, getting in a Google circle was mm-hmm. so important. I used Google <laughs> Plus a, de- a decent amount. Yeah? Kind of, I, I kind of did it, you know, ancillarily. Like yeah. It was, was, but I made sure, because my thought was that it was, if it was indexing my content on mm-hmm. Google, that was only a good thing when it came to searches. So yeah. I made sure that my stuff was on there and if it was getting seen by other people. Mm-hmm. So in th- if it was not built as a so like a kind of like social media thing mm-hmm. instead of a way to kind of just share stuff without necessarily the social media aspect mm-hmm. of it, like connect with people. It's like, yeah. no, it's just like it's just a more of a way to like kind of advertise what you're yeah. doing. Which which does sound like a social media thing, which but there's sounds but also like that makes that's what everyone thought. My brother was very into Google Plus for a while too. And look at him. Look at him. He's a making money. I don't know. Yeah. Successful and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't look at him. <sighs> um, but he. But I think everyone was like, "Oh, Google's this huge like search engine monolith. Of course, we're gonna be on this." But it it didn't transfer. Facebook took Google Plus's attempt like very seriously, and Mark Zuckerberg kind of freaked out. He had a company wide lockdown. And employees were directed to bring Facebook's features more in line with Google Plus's. So interestingly enough, Facebook kind of took notice and was like, oh, well, okay. Okay, Google, we see you. We know what you're trying to do. Are we going to start talking about Facebook groups? Ooh, Facebook groups. Facebook groups are, um, this is a little tip for everyone out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't post on Facebook as as me that often Mm -hmm. anymore. I do look at it a lot because there's a lot of people on there. So there's a lot of people that are interested in podcast or haunted mm-hmm, things sure. or abandoned places a lot of really great photos and people always wonder like well how do i promote my stuff mm-hmm. and on, on facebook without it seeming too promotional it's facebook groups it's get into those facebook groups Huge. that fit what you're interested in instead mm-hmm. of just going to a place where it's like i'm gonna promote my thing and then you promote your thing and then mm-hmm. no it's like i give you a dollar you give me a dollar mm-hmm. you still have a dollar yeah so Facebook groups, Huge. I can see definitely took that from uh, oh, part of from definitely and like circles. When I think about one of the most important ways to network 
as a whole with like doing comedy shows in different cities was Facebook groups, like arranging a whole tour around people could, who could help you in a city that you've never been to and arrange shows. And yeah, I mean, that's really the only, one of the only reasons I'm on Facebook at this point is to be in those sweet And groups. to share inspirational quotes and stuff. Yeah. Like and to see which headshot you like best. Yeah, so, so which is it? Yeah. Two or four? Yeah. Leather jacket or glasses? <laughs> <laughs> so Google Plus had 10 million users two weeks after the launch. In a month, it had 25 million. In October 2011, the service had 40 million users with the biggest markets in the U.S. and India. In October 2013, there were 540 million people using the social part of Google+, and later interacting with Gmail and YouTube and how they all kind of move within each other. Yet, the problem was not all of this and all the features and all of you know the cool design and being attached to this big search engine. It was that it, nobody engaged. Like there was, it was posting and then you were kind of out. You, uh, Google Plus's user engagement was lower than its competitors. Users averaged about 3.3 minutes per month on Google Plus and 7.5 hours on Facebook, which is weird because when I heard that I was like per day kind of a thing. And I mean, we've just, you, now we use social media like near constantly. This was again, uh, 2014. In February 2014, the New York Times critiqued Google Plus, saying half of Google's stated 540 million monthly active viewers didn't even visit the site. Then the company, backpedaling a little bit, said that Google Plus was not a Facebook competitor, but a way of gathering and connecting user information from Google's various services. Sure. As if they weren't doing that already. Like, they didn't need that. They didn't want that. They just were like, oh, yeah, this isn't working. It was kind of the one of the first nails in the coffin. I mean, this is Google where millions of users can be reached constantly. It was clear if you looked at the per user metrics, people weren't posting, weren't returning and weren't really engaging with the product, said one former employee. Six months in, there started to be a feeling that this isn't really working. Some lay blame to the top-down structure of the Google Plus department and a leadership team that viewed success as the only option for the social network. Failures and disappointing data were not wildly discussed. I mean, I, I, it makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. I would go there, I'd post mm-hmm. whatever it is I wanted to post in whatever circle it yeah. was, promoting probably a, a comedy YouTube video or, sure. or whatever it was. And then I was out. I'd, what else was there for me yeah. to do? There's not much. And it's not like Facebook where one thing kind of rolls into the next or Instagram is a great example of that, like where you're on to see one thing and you're there for 45 minutes, you know? The idea of an explore page or mm-hmm. the idea of if you like this, you might like that. Yeah. No. I felt like I was missing that. No, it was like, that's it. Well, bye. Kind of a thing. Um, so the same employee said that the belief was that we were always just one weird feature away from the thing taking off. So through the next couple of years, Google improved its video hangout service and some photo editing stuff, but nothing really made user behavior change. And, and those things are still there. Like Google Hangouts is still a big deal. Um, photo editing, I, I can't quite say, but I'm sure there's vestigial parts of Google Plus that still exist in your Gmail and search engine. In April 2014, Vic Guntotra, the dude who made Google Plus happen, left the company inexplicably. In May 2015, the company eliminated the Google Plus social layer. Users no longer needed a Google Plus profile to share the content and communicate with contacts, which was huge because, again, you need that profile to get in there. And that's, again, where you're like, this will promote things. Like, this will and happen. YouTube account, I think, uh-huh. had, it was like forced to work with Google yeah. Plus, from what I remember. Yeah. And that's when the transition be- began, YouTube, where you needed that profile, then you didn't need it. Um, so you just didn't need like the Google Plus icon when you're 
leaving comments or uploading or whatever. On October 8th, 2018, Google announced it would be ending the consumer version of Google Plus by the end of August 2019. The company cited low user engagement and difficulties in creating and maintaining a successful Google Plus that meets the consumer's expectations. Yeah, well, when you want a social network, you need people to actually be on the social network. 90% of user sessions on the service lasted less than five seconds. I'd be one of those. Yeah, you're like, click, okay, bye. Uh, and it also acknowledged a flaw in the API that could expose private user data. So that's another thing where it's like, oh, we also might share your stuff. Great. Through Google and perhaps YouTube. So that was kind of another big difficulty that added insult to injury. Uh, so then they moved the services shutdown date to April 2019 and said it would sunset all Google Plus APIs in the next 90 days. On its business-oriented G Suite, Google replaced Google Plus with a similar product called Currents. Have you heard of this? I have not. Which is like an internal communication service. They still love that Slack. They, they're they really pushing. They just can't quit with this. A, a few months after the Google Plus closure, again, in July 2019, not that long ago, the company soft-launched an experimental social networking platform called Shoelace. Have you heard of that? Oriented towards organizing local activities and events, like a meetup kind of a thing. I had never heard of it. However, due to coronavirus, Shule shut down on May 12th, 2020. On June 5th, 2020, two weeks ago, Google announced that Currents will be replacing Google Plus for all G Suite customers on July 6th, 2020. This is all happening right now. I will try it. I will use it. I love new. I love trying <laughs> yeah, yeah, new stuff yeah. and kind of seeing what I could get out of it mm-hmm. selfishly and like what the experience is. The user experience is the most you're asking a lot of people that are already listening, using so many things. They're listening to this podcast every mm-hmm. single episode, right? They're going to our YouTube channel now. Yeah. Which is Ghost Town Podcast. You just do a search and you find it. Oh, my then God. They, then they're running over to our TikTok, <laughs> which is Ghost Town Pod. I mean, like, what is it? What's happening here? What do you, what more do you want? I know. We'll do it. We will do, we will do, yeah. we'll do it. I mean, Jeremy Piven, uh, his cameo. <laughs> To, to do a cameo, I think, for our Zoom call with Jeremy Piven for 10 minutes. Do you know how much it is? How, uh, $200. Jeremy Piven from... Entourage. Entourage. Every single season. You know that, right? Stand-up comedian. Okay. Jeremy Piven. $400? Entourage. Jeremy <laughs> Piven. 20 bucks. With Turtle. $20,000. $4,000. Up. $9,000. Up. $12,000. Up. $25,000. No. Nope. I already did. I, yeah. yeah, yeah I would not be good on a game show. Not good on a game yeah. show. Okay. Let's say $18,000. I got it. $15,000 to do a 10 minute Zoom call with Jeremy. Thomas Quinton. This Piven. is where your Patreon money is going. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That's not at all true. <laughs> Listen, patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Mm-hmm. First, it's like one or two dollars. You could get Jeremy Piven type quality. Yeah. I'll put um a, a picture I found on the internet of Jeremy Piven's face yeah. over my own. I'll print it out. I'll be turtle. I'll, I'll put, I'll stick it on my face. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Call Johnny me Drama. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. I'll Day be or e. night. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> I'll be Vince. I'll be Vinny Chase. <laughs> you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be all of them. We work for you yeah, people. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be Ari's wife, which was, <laughs> did you watch Entourage? No. <laughs> Ask me if I did. I'm not- <laughs>
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.